Are you overwhelmed with your life? Is your life not what you hoped it would be? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Join me in this journey about finding true hope and joy in the midst of the circumstances of your life and learning and knowing who you really are. Welcome to the Not What I Signed Up For podcast. For those of you listening, I want to thank you and ask that you would follow and please leave a review. It helps to get the word out there. I hope you all are doing well. I know I have not been showing up on here lately. As I mentioned before, life has happened. And if I'm going to be real honest with y'all, I have just decided to show up and share what's going on and what the Lord's showing me and what I'm learning. And during the season of my life, when I have dropped the ball on my podcast, I'm reminded of an activity that my family did when we went to family camp. My kids were in middle school. It was a wonderful experience. It was actually one of those times I look back on and we had a lot of fun. There are are vacations where you like think, oh, it's going to be so much fun. And then it happens and you're like, what made me think this was going to be a good idea? I mean, you would hear about these great family vacations. And now with Facebook and Instagram, you see, you know, what's happening. But good gracious, like my kids would fight. And, you know, you're thinking I spent all this money and they're fighting and not getting along. And oh, my word, you know, I'm sure y'all can remember those times. This particular family camp situation was just a lot of fun. We had a lot of activities, and one of them was for the parents only. And the leaders were there, and one was a psychologist, and they had a lot of professional people. And we played this game. Sounds really crazy. For those people that are visual, I'm going to try to paint a picture for you. There were about 40 of us. We were all in a circle, including the leaders. And the only instructions we were given is a person was going to throw something at us and call our name, and then we were going to throw something to the same person and call their name. And it was just going to be one item at a time. That's how it started. So they threw a ball, and when they would throw it to me, whoever was throwing it to me would say, Winton, and throw me the ball. And then I threw it to Bill. So Bill always knew that I was going to be throwing him the ball. Nobody else but me. So we did the ball going around the circle. That's pretty easy. Nothing was chaotic. I can focus on somebody throwing me the ball, and I can throw the ball to a person. Well, then here comes another ball. So that not only am I watching the tennis ball, I'm watching a bigger ball. The next thing you knew, they threw in a rubber chicken. Then they threw in this plastic piece of bread for like a children's kitchen set. And the next thing you knew, there were so many things coming at you so fast that you couldn't even keep up because you're trying to focus on catching the item and then you're having to throw it at Bill. Well, I remember somebody dropped something and everybody started screaming. You dropped the ball. You dropped the ball. But he wasn't listening because he was so worried about what was coming at him that he wasn't going to pick the ball up. He just was so concentrated on catching things. So what we learned from this game, and I've never forgotten it, this was probably, let's see, my daughter's almost 27. She was probably 12. So it's it's been a minute. We learned that sometimes you can't focus on that ball that's been dropped. You need to focus on what's coming at you. And how they related it to us is sometimes your family might need to be at home 
because there's a crisis going on or your child might just simply be tired from school and maybe they can't make that ballet practice. For us, that's what it looked like at that season. And I remember we got a call from Rebecca's ballet instructor saying that if she didn't come that night, she wouldn't be able to participate in the Nutcracker. And Brett said, you know what? Right now, she needs to be at home and that's okay. She wasn't feeling well. She had a lot of homework to catch up on and she had ballet every single day. And she just needed to drop that ball and focus on what was coming at her. Now, there are a lot of ways you can slice and dice this. I get that. I know that people have teams that depend on them. I get all that. But looking at the big picture of life, I think sometimes we need to take care of ourselves and focus on what's right in front of us coming at us. And I've had a lot of things in this season coming at me that I haven't been able to focus so much on the podcast. And I've had to just leave that ball on the ground for the moment, for the moment. And then I can pick it back up when I catch my breath. So recently, I was sitting on my back porch talking to a friend, and I may have already shared this story with you. And if I did, forgive me. I'm just showing up and sharing what's on my heart today. And as somebody once said, we eat chicken more than once a week. So sometimes I like to listen to things more than once and read things more than once, and it will resonate with me. So I mentioned to y'all that my dad passed away. It'll be two years, December of 2021. And I helped take care of my dad for six months. My daughter got married, moved my stepmom here. And I found myself on the porch, just not in a good place. Just really honestly listening to the voice of the enemy. And the enemy is alive and well. John 10.10 says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. I wasn't curled up in the bed crying, but I was just off. I lost a sense of who I was. My dad's death triggered a lot of emotions, took me back to when he and my mother divorced, when I felt like he left us, which that was my perception, which perception is reality. I felt rejected and abandoned, although he did not reject and abandon me. That's how I felt. So I was triggered by all these emotions and really struggling with these emotions. And then there were other people, I think when you grieve, we're grieving and other people go on living their life. And I guess the biggest thing I was sensing was what am I doing for the kingdom? I felt like I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't serving in the marriage ministry anymore that our church has. I wasn't mentoring much. And then I realized that I had been taking care of a lot of people. The enemy comes in with just little things. And I just was feeling like I wasn't doing anything. What am I doing for the kingdom? And then I felt like the Lord was showing me that I had been taking care of other people, that I was doing something for the kingdom. I was taking care of my family. I was taking care of my dad. I was taking care of my stepmom. And those were the things that I needed to be doing. And as I sat on the porch that day, I was reminded of Mary and Martha. And Martha was doing, doing, doing. And she was upset that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And there have been many seasons that I look back on just as the one that I've been in where I don't feel like I'm doing much. But I can promise you during this time of just going through such hardship, I was sitting at the feet of Jesus. He was the only one that got me through. The Lord was my strength and my strong tower and my source of where all the grace came from to get through this past season. And I was exhausted. And I thought to myself, you know, it's okay that I'm resting. It's okay that I'm not doing. 
And I mentioned before, I have a tendency to get real busy when I don't want to think about things. So for me to sit in something to feel what I'm feeling is really good for me. I'm certainly not the only person that escapes pain by doing. And maybe that looks different for you. But for me, it's let's get busy so we don't have to think about anything. Well, as y'all also know, there is a shortage of people in the workforce. And so I have offered to help my husband three days a week during lunch rush. And it has been an honor to serve him in that way. I've never worked in this capacity in his business. And it's just been a joy to work side by side with the team and get to know them on a more personal level. So sometimes we have different seasons. I would have never thought I'd be working in the restaurant with Brett, but that's where I am right now. I know there are different seasons that you've experienced in your life. And I would ask you, what's the Lord teaching you in this season of your life? Are you embracing it? Are you running from it? Are you learning from it? Are you growing from it? I think every trial is an opportunity for us to grow and be more like Jesus. When I was in the store a couple of weeks ago, Brett came in the store. We were working side by side for a minute. I don't remember the circumstance, but there were some words exchanged. I thought he had done something wrong. He was right. Anyway, I got frustrated and A few minutes later, I said, Brett, please forgive me. I was confused. I mean, he's the one that's been doing this for 30 plus years. And (laughs) I thought I knew it all at that moment, don't we all? And I asked for forgiveness. And one of the team members made a comment, you know, and was laughing. And I I said, y'all, that's a lot of years of digging our heels in and working hard. I said, 10 years ago, that would have been an argument because I would have been offended. I would have been mad at him. And the way we handled that just showed the maturity that we both have experienced and the humility. I asked for forgiveness and he said, honey, it's okay. There's just so much to learn here. No worries. And just the way we interacted in that situation really blessed me because I thought, wow, we have come a long way. So that's one of the things that the Lord is showing me working in the restaurants right now is how I have grown so much to appreciate my husband and understand what he does and the weight that he carries. And certainly I understand our team members and the hard work. It is a lot of hard work. It's exhausting. It's very fast paced. You're on your feet. You're on because you're serving guests all day long with a smile and it's hard. So it's been really good for me to be working there two and three days a week because I'm not a person that really likes to be alone. I don't mind being alone, but being alone day in and day out is just not good for me. And so coming out of this season of losing my dad and still grieving, grief comes in waves and being around people has just certainly helped me. And I'm very thankful for that. It's just perfect timing. So I say all that to say I've been in a season of serving my family. I'm still in a season of serving my family. So I've had to just put things on the back burner for now. And that's okay. I'm giving myself permission to do that. But what I want to do with this podcast is just show up for y'all and share what I'm learning. I'm just one of those creative brains. So a lot of times I don't have any rhyme or reason. I don't have any themes going on here. I just want to show up and encourage you. 
ask you what season in your life are you going in and how are you handling it? And sometimes we're called to be Mary's and sometimes we're called to be Martha's. And the last thing we need to do is compare ourselves to what other people are doing. I found myself doing that when I was like, gosh, I'm not doing anything. And then I realized I have been doing something. So don't let the enemy lie to you. And I'm also reminded that Jesus only did what the father told him to do. And so I want to be very careful about what I say yes to. I want to make sure that I'm saying yes to the things that the Lord cares about for me. And sometimes I say yes to things. They're not bad things, but they're just not going to be beneficial to me in that season of my life. I've also talked to y'all about taking care of myself, and oftentimes we can think that's very selfish. But one of the things that I love to do is needlepoint, and it just relaxes me. And so I needlepoint a lot, and I would feel really guilty for that. I was like, God, I'm just sitting here needlepointing. But if I had all of the things done that I needed to have done and to create order in my house, then I gave myself permission to do that. And it feeds my soul. It relaxes me. Sometimes I think when we're down, that's when Satan can kick us the most. And this past season, I found myself listening to his lies about, well, if you had known this when you were parenting your children when they were young. And as my daughter said, Mom, let it go. I need to let it go. There's so many things I should have, could have, would have. But don't we all have more wisdom now that we're older? There have been plenty of opportunities for me to go to my children and ask forgiveness for things I have done that have wounded them. They have forgiven me. I need to forgive myself. I need to let it go talked about emotional triggers in the last episode. So these are some of the triggers that I've had, the emotional triggers, just looking too much at the past and not remembering who I am in Christ and listening to the voice of the enemy. We just need to say, no, get behind me, Satan. I have dealt with that. So I have found myself in a better place. Recently, I feel more joy than I have in the last two years. I think I've been exhausted, like I said, and I'm coming back to who I am and who God created me to be. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're in a tough season, it won't last forever. We'll have moments that we think it's never going to change. We're always going to be in this spot. And that's what the enemy wants us to believe. But that is a lie. That is not true. And God is with you. He's with you every step of the way, even when you don't feel him, he is with you. And my prayer is that he will work all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, that he will give us strength as we walk through them. And I always say, Lord, help me learn what it is that you want me to learn as I walk through this. Every season is an opportunity for us to grow. So I just want to thank y'all for joining me today. Thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable with you and just showing up. I keep just hearing, just show up, just show up. And I would love to hear from y'all. Y'all can find me on Winton F. Swanson on Instagram. The F is for Francis, my maiden name. I would love to hear from y'all. If you have a topic you'd like for me to discuss, if you have any questions, please feel free to direct message me. And again, I would ask that you follow me and leave a review. And I hope that y'all have a great week. Until next time.